What's up, hockey fans? And welcome to episode number 71 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. Recording here on Tuesday night, April 5th, 2022. We have got a very fun show. This is something I've been looking forward to for a while now. Because I got to tell you, you know, being up here in upstate New York and and liking the New York State Hide, especially on the AHL end of it, we kind of get locked into our Eastern Conference box. Well, there is a, the whole other side of the league, which is the Western Conference. There is AHL past the Mississippi, so to speak. Uh, we don't talk about it too much because, frankly, we don't play those teams. And so I've got a, our guest here today who's going to talk about that with us. But before I bring him in, of course, I want to say hi to my cohort, my co-host, my sidekick. He's back. He's feeling better. And look at this. He made cookies. Yeah, uh-huh. it's Dave the Save Warner. I did, great like job, I said, Chef Warner. No, I did not make them. My wife made those. You wouldn't want to eat them if I did. Well, at least you know. At least you're giving proper credit where it's due. <laughs> Absolutely, because she'll probably watch this to make sure I did. <laughs> no, they, well, I'll be back home next week because you will be in the hospital again for sure. <laughs> exactly, it'll be an every week thing. Take me two weeks to heal. Uh, we're going to be in the trauma unit this time. That's yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. tell her I said she she has done a fantastic job. There better be but, some a fewer number on there when we leave. Oh, there's going to be a zero yeah, number right. on there when we leave. <laughs> so right, don't you right. worry about that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, other members of our uh, our crew, uh, Jeremy, this week is at baseball tryouts with his son. So last week it was it was junior comment stuff. This week he's on to baseball. He's going to try to join us a little bit later on. So hopefully that'll work out. And of course, Dom has been just working his butt off. Uh, poor guy, really. He just, he's working 12, 13-hour days. Uh, still out there on his route, so hopefully someday we'll get him back. Still out there on his route. <laughs> he is. Saw the truck go by a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that was a wave or a single-finger wave. <laughs> or that could have been the ice cream truck. I that don't need one. Or the mail truck. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that notwithstanding, uh, let's bring our guest in. Our guest uh, is uh, the co-host of the Making It Rain podcast. Uh, part of the hockey royalty family. Uh, I've mentioned on this show before that I am an LA Kings fan and I will be an LA Kings fan until the day they put me in the ground. But we are also a part of the hockeyroyalty.com, which covers the LA Kings. And um, the podcast I do with them is hockey royalty. And this gentleman is the co-host of making it rain, which covers the Ontario rain in the Pacific division of the AHL. We have got a lot in common, which we're going to be talking about in just a second, but I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. It's Mr. Joe Paterino. Joe, how are you? Fantastic. And I'm going to tell you right now, send some of those cookies on I-90 West and send them to Rochester because <laughs> I need some. Because despite being in Ontario rain, I'm in Rochester and I could use some cookies right about there now. There you go. They're really good. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm smelling them. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till we get to commercial break. <laughs> You can gnaw in between. Let him talk no. for a while. <laughs> you, yeah, because you don't want to hear that going on the microphone either. <laughs> <It's> so. <true. laughs> uh, so, Joe, what's going on? Oh, not much, man. As, like I said, I'm in Rochester, so we got a little bit of snow over the weekend. But fame, I think we're hopefully done with that at this point. We can move on here in April. So, huh. ready for a, a fun end to the the hockey season, both NHL and AHL. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. Absolutely. Uh, actually, actually, I I got a chance to take my older son he just turned three a little while ago to his first amherst game here in rochester so that was a blast nice yeah yeah so nice. right up there, you guys you guys obviously in the same division utica and, and the amherst so that's uh you know right up your alley absolutely absolutely we see the amherst quite a bit we play them uh, the comments play them 10 times this season so uh yep. quite familiar <laughs> <laughs> 
But before we get into that, let's talk about the the common threads that you and I have. Other than the fact that we're Kings fans and that we're under the hockey royalty umbrella, you of course mentioned that you're from Rochester, New York. Yep. So, and we in our conversations before, you have been a Kings fan your entire life. As long as I've been known. Yes. So, <laughs> so let's talk about how that came to be. So I was, let's see, Gretzky was traded in what, 88? 88. August of 88. I was just turned three. So I had no idea what was obviously going on at the time. But my dad, who was a Bruins fan, and for those of you old enough, the, the Rochester Americans were the farm team for the Boston Bruins back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's where that came from. <laughs> so um, he had the foresight, I guess. Good on him. He recorded Gretzky's first game at home in Los Angeles, the new white sweaters, the white and black unis. They played the Detroit Red Wings. And for whatever reason, that tape, that VHS tape, which I still have, is the first game I can remember watching of ice hockey. So, all, you know, I just fell in love with that team. It was Gretzky, it was Robitaille, you know, the Bernie Nichols, Kelly Rudy, Tomas Sandstrom, like go down the line. I just, I fell in love with, with that era of the Kings. And, um, you know, never looked back. I mean, I had a house that, like I said, my my dad was a Bruins fan. Uh, my older brother was a Rangers fan. But um, I ended up going the complete opposite direction, not picking either of those or Buffalo and going to the Kings. So. <laughs> you know, it's so funny how our stories are similar, except for the fact that I am older than you. Now I feel really old after hearing that was your first game that you ever watched. Because uh, <laughs> like you, I ended up becoming, I'm a Kings fan because of Gretzky. But prior to his trade, I mean, I was I became a, an Oilers fan when I was like seven years old. So you're looking at like 1981. Uh, my dad, Gumper, who was someday going to be back on this show, he's still playing shuffleboard. Believe it or not, the shuffleboard has just interfered with everything. But but anyways, that notwithstanding, uh, Gumper is a huge Ranger fan. So I used to be subjected to the Rangers over and over again from a WOR, WWOR out of Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, great announcing. They had Sam Rosen and John Davidson even back then, which was, wow. you know, but uh, Lucky you. yeah, I mean, but I just, I, I ended up watching Gretzky play in one of those games as a little kid, you know, I'm like, wow, this guy, I think he put up like eight points that night or something ridiculous, right? So naturally Gumper couldn't stand him, but I was like, oh man, this guy's great. Look what he just did, dad. How can you not be impressed by this, right? You know, go away. He doesn't back check. He doesn't, he doesn't blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up finding the uh, going to the library and finding the World Almanac for 1982. This is how old I am. <laughs> there was no internet or anything like that, and I found the address for the Edmonton Oilers fan club, and I mailed them a letter, and they sent me back oh, wow. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I wish I still had it. They sent me like a calendar and a you know pictures and all. It was so cool, so cool. And uh, and anyways, then of course they traded them to L.A. And I'm like, well, if this team can't keep the great one around, you can't keep me around either. So I'm not sure which was bigger loss for the Edmonton Oilers, you know, Gretzky or losing Scott Kinville as a fan. Line line. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, they got over both, I guess. But <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so here we are. But uh, you also have uh, some connections to this area here, Central New York as well. I do. Uh, a few of them, as a matter of fact. I mean, I, I played – college hockey and won a couple of championships with the then junior college uh morrisville uh, state college mustangs nice uh, loved my, loved my time at morrisville spent i actually ended up spending a third year there because i changed my major so um 
and I had a roommate that was uh, from the area in Whitesboro and uh, one of your current pioneers, uh, Justin Allen. I had the privilege of coaching at uh, Hilton High School. I'm an assistant coach there and, and have been doing that now for, boy, I think it's been 12 years. Holy cow. And uh, wow. I had the privilege wow. of coaching him since he was a little guy. So it's great to see the successful season that he's had. So, yeah, I got some connections to that part of the state for sure. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, what, what a hockey player, Justin. Just yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. So. Yeah, so smooth, smooth, smooth hands, good skater. Yeah, he's he's a fun, fun one to coach, fun one to have on your team, that's for sure. <laughs> and you, we were talking before the show came went live. You said that uh, this is not a new thing. He has always been that good. Always, and he's always been a hockey. Just he was always at the rink. He's a hockey kid through and through. And I remember him when he was a just a little before he hit his growth spurt as a freshman. You know, he's he was getting his nose dirty. He, he was always one of the harder working kids in practice. He just loved being on the ice. So it's not a surprise. As happy as I am for him to see him doing well, it's not a surprise because uh, he's always had that. You could see it from when he was uh, a freshman in high school that the kid was going to be a hockey player. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like I said, he was just absolutely incredible for Utica this year. And you know, I mean, he's got I'm telling you, he's got he's got a hockey future in front of him for sure. But switching gears, let's uh, first of all, let's talk about your podcast for a second. Making it rain. Tell us all about yes. it. So it's funny. I mean, I joined Hockey Royalty last summer. Um, as to be, you know, just contribute, write for the site, whatnot. And then, um, you know, we got uh, Ryan, the editor, got a, um, you know, was looking for somebody to host a, a rain podcast. And my co-host, uh, Randon McMahon, reached out and was interested in doing it. So th- it was actually kind of funny, the story there. Like, we had never met each other, had no idea who each other were. We sat down to do our, like, test run to see if we were going to be approved for the for Hockey Royalty's <laughs> website. We met, chatted for five to 10 minutes to be like, hey, I'm Joe, I'm Brandon, get to know each other for a few minutes and say, okay, let's hit record and see what happens. And before you know it, we went about an hour and it was awesome. And off we went ever since. And it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've had the opportunity to interview some good guests. We had Scott Wheeler on from The Athletic to talk some prospects. Um, we had Matt Villalta, the starting goalie, on for the rain. Uh, so that's been – we had Jacob Stoller just recently on, who's a writer for uh, uh, out west or Midwest area up for Winnipeg um, and Manitoba. So we've had an opportunity to interview some some good guests, and um, and it's been a fun run here, and, and it's been helpful that the Ontario rain, especially the start that they had, I mean – Holy cow! They, yeah. they, they were at least at the start of the season. We're one of the best teams in the league, um, so it's been a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely! And uh, in our graphic, we have the the rain part misspelled. It's supposed to be R E I G N. Oh, there it is. Uh, now I'm taking another cookie away from Dave. That's it. He's had too <laughs> many of those. Way too I've many. I've had too many. You know. <laughs> but I think you guys. Also... I had to spell it. I did. I said R E I G N. You were thinking about too many cookies. It's okay. Listen, it's, it. it happens to the best of us, especially when they're this good. Don't worry about it. You're fired. <laughs> Anyways, I think you guys had uh, Sean O'Brien on from uh, the Calder yeah. Farmstead as well. He's been on this I show too. Yeah, I yeah this... and I watched him on your show too. Uh, he had the Utica in the background. On yeah. the was, he's good at what he does. He had a he had a uh, a Kings jersey on when he came to our show. So yeah, he was a good, he's a great guest. Oh, he is. He's he's absolutely amazing. Uh, so let's talk about that Pacific division for a little bit. Yeah. Now you said the, the, in the rain did, they started off hotter than a firecracker. I mean, they, they were actually leading that division by quite a bit at one point, I believe. They were, yeah, for a while. And then, uh, then the Kings started to kind of pick the roster apart as injuries happen. And that's that, you know what, that's life in the AHL, right? It's the, the AHL's point is to supply the NHL. So 
Exactly. You know, and you look at this lineup that the rain are trotting out there right now, and it's a different lineup. You know, I mean, they're they're missing, you know, Velarde and Kapari, not to mention probably more importantly, Dersey and Jordan uh, Spence. Uh, Jordan Spence. They've missed you know, Kale Clay was at the start of the season, but he was gone. You know, they, they had a number. Austin Strand has been has been up and down, you know, not to right. mention Jared Anderson Dolan, who's been up and down. So they're missing some huge pieces to that lineup that they just have, have a hard time kind of filling. And then Martin Furk, he was back over the weekend, but he missed a couple of games. Um, and Alex Turcott and Tyler Madden have been out for a while. Uh, I yeah. don't know when they're expected back. So you figure how there's about six or seven guys there that I just rattled off. You know, they've signed some college free agents. They made a couple of depth moves at the deadline uh, on the defensive side of things, but it's a different lineup right now. So what once was a team that you thought was like this team could steamroll through a an AHL playoff, it, they're vulnerable right now. And there's no lock that this is a team that gets out of the first round. It's going to be a tough matchup. They just got swept at home to Colorado over the weekend. So, right. you know, it, it's a um, it's a it's a different rain team right now. And and with as success, successful as the Kings are, I don't know that that the Velarde Byfield. I don't know when those guys are coming down. They may not if the Kings stick around in the playoffs. Right, because, I mean, there, there was the question mark of whether Byfield was going to play in Ontario. Was he going to play in L.A. this season? Uh, obviously, he's not coming back to Ontario. He's, you know, cemented in the L.A. lineup. And just so our, our listeners know, for the Pacific Division, because we are just talking about the playoffs, the playoff format for that division, because this season is really screwy, because there's each team almost seems to have its own qualifications, right? I know. I so know. with the... The Pacific, it's the what? The top seven teams based on yep. points percentage, right? And then the first yep. first place team gets a bye. That's correct. Okay. Which, yeah. at this point, it's Stockton. Uh, right. I mean, now, I will say the Rain plays Stockton two games in a row here this week. So if the Rain are able to grab all four points against them um, and, and not give any, you know, loser points to Stockton along the way, you know, that, that inches them a little bit closer. It gets them to within three, but you're running out of games at this point. So um, Stockton is going to come in first, and I think the rain are pretty well settled in second. So, you know, it's 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 they're going to have to play a first-round series. They're not going to play – they're not going to get that by. It's going to be – I believe it's a best of three that first round. I think too. so, yeah. Uh, so they're going to have to deal with that, um, which, again, given the current state of the roster, it's it's not a guarantee. Well, I tell you, those best of three are the worst – they're the worst if you're like the quote unquote favorite because even here in Rochester so many I mean I feel like <sighs> Toronto would beat Rochester every single best of three at one point uh, maybe a few years back it seemed just it didn't never it never mattered how good Rochester was it they could they wouldn't get by Toronto in that first best of three yeah I mean that's it's it's just it is it's it's ridiculous I mean it's just it's it's maddening it's what it is. You, you know you put together this great scene that's like oh man best of three come on the puck so bounces about, the one, one way and we're out, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, how about your the the uh, the North Division there in the East? Is that the same type of setup? Or so, what's, what's the what's with the team? with the North? Uh, it's the top five teams based on points percentage. Everything's on I've, all the divisions are based on points percentage this season, and then the top three teams get a bye. Oh, okay. Seeds four and five play each other in a best of three, and then it reseeds for the four remaining, and then that's best of five all the way up until the Calder Cup. I'm but, laughing because four and five is Rochester, Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> Old nightmares come true. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, that's it, it is. It, it, that's the the just the the crazy part. But I'll tell you, I can't wait till next season because next season 
everybody has to play 72 games. There is going to be no more of the, well, one team's going to play 76, and then, like, the Pacific Division teams only play 68. I understand that because of travel purposes. I mean, that that, that division is spread out all over the place. Yeah. Yes, the majority of it's in California, but you also have to go up to the Abbotsford, British Columbia. Uh, there's another. There's another. Down to Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Right. You're all over the place. So, I mean, I, I can understand that end of it. Colorado. Colorado, too. Exactly. And plus, there's nine teams in the division. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, exactly. so, so there's that, you know, but yeah, uh, so that's, we've only played I, we, the rain have only played one out of division team. They've been Grand Rapids. That's it. We haven't seen anybody else from that, uh, that central division. So uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's a weird schedule right now, but it is what it is. You know, I wanted to ask you about that too, because here in the North division, like I was telling you, the Comets haven't played anybody from the West. Uh it's sporadic who they, when they play the Atlantic Division, which is obviously the other division in the, in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I would love, and, and, and I understand that a lot of it has to do with money, right? Because travel costs is expensive. And the AHL doesn't have the kind of disposable income that the NHL has when it comes to all that, right? They don't have the huge TV deals and all that. And I understand that there are, there are some teams that go on long road trips. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. The Laval Rocket went to Texas, to play oh, the Texas wow. Stars, right? And this was beginning of January, I want to say. End of December, beginning of January. But the Rocket are owned by Montreal. So the clubs that are owned by the NHL teams can have a little bit more leeway as opposed to the independently owned clubs, right? Sure. So it's understandable, but, man, I would love to see it just be able to – I mean, even if, like, they, they don't go all the way west or, like, like the NFL used to do it, Right. So one year, Team A comes and plays the North Division, yep. and then the next year, a team from the North Division goes out and plays the Western Division team. Some just something like that. I mean, it would be so much just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm especially at the start of the season when both teams were kind of rolling. I was like, man, it would be a lot of fun to see an Ontario Reign and Rochester Americans yeah. in the Cup final. That'd be a blast, and I'm still pulling for that. But you know, both teams have have kind of come back a little bit. So as, as guys have been called up to their respective teams. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but yeah, it is a little awkward. You're playing a lot. You just play the same, at least like you said, at least in the Pacific, there's nine teams. So there is at least eight other teams that you can play, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Ontario still has the top ranked offense in the league though. Right. I think they've scored the most goals. They do. And here's it like they, and this was always going to be interesting how it went into the playoffs because their power play is ridiculous was ridiculous they, they've they've lost a full percentage point since a lot of these call-ups so this was a team that was clicking at like 28 almost 29 percent wow not that long ago and they're down to about 26 27 right now you know tj tynan had spencer Dersey, and then he had velarde and he had you know now ferk is back in the lineup but jared anderson dolan was outstanding down low uh and velarde was great in the bumper uh, madden great in the bumper but he's hurt so it's just again, it's a makeshift kind of lineup right now. They're they're really leaning heavily on you know Samuel Fagimo's getting a lot. Of, I mean he's starting to put some pucks in the net, so he's mm-hmm. having a pretty good, quietly pretty good season. They've got a college signee, Taylor Ward. He's playing first line wing with uh, with Tynan and Martin Ferg. So it's they were a team that would outscore their problems because they did have a young defense. Spence is a first year. People remember Spence is a first year HL player, right? First year pro. Helge Grand, first year pro. You know, so they they had a their goaltending is is okay. 
um, they outscored teams and they didn't miss on the power play. Now they're having a little bit harder time putting pucks in the net, but still some of the same problems, if not exacerbated, because they don't have those defensemen anymore. So right, right, exactly. Yeah. And that hurts. People don't realize how much right. that hurts, but no question. But you know, but it's funny that this is exactly why I wanted to, to talk about this because, like I said, it, as far as the Eastern Conference goes, we don't know about what's going on out in the West. Yeah. And so I, I kind of just took it upon myself to do a little bit of a, a deep dive into the West, and it looks like, as far as like the overall scorers list, a majority of the the top twenty scorers are playing in the Western Conference. So what I wanted to ask you is. And this is just a generalization. I'm just kind of throwing this out there. Is the Western Conference more of an offensive-driven conference and the Eastern Conference is kind of more of a, a tight-checking, defensive type of conference? Or is that just kind of a an outlier? You know, it's it's so funny you asked that because I swear to you, and guys, we didn't plan this. Like, I was going to ask a similar question to you because I saw <laughs> Rochester play Bridgeport and it was just – Chaos. Yeah. I think it ended 6-5, and I know Rochester plays a ton of high-scoring games, too. They got a, they got some of the higher-scoring guys in the league as well. So I would say it's tough. So most of the games I'm watching are obviously rain, and the rain are a team that you're going to see goals because they're going to score them, and they're probably giving them up. They don't have a shutout all season, um, and they have been shut out only once. So there, there is going to be a lot of goals scored. Joe, are you so, trying to tell me they're the Edmonton Oilers of the AHL? Listen. <laughs> If you if you haven't had a chance for anybody that hasn't had a chance to get TJ Tynan, I know he's not a household name. He won the AHL MVP last year with Colorado. He is incredible. I can't even. He's as dominant. And again, being in Rochester, I've seen a lot of AHL hockey over the years. He's as dominant an AHL player as I think I've ever seen. He if he gets hot here down the stretch, he could break the assist record in the AHL. He's got over seventy assists right now. Um, it is. And when that power play, when that when they had that full unit clicking, it was fun to watch. But I would say, I but to that point, like so, the rain are going to play up and at them. But there are teams, Stockton is going to slow them down. Those are really tough games. They Abbotsford every game against Abbotsford has been really really tight, kind of one goal games, a little bit more tight check. San Diego gets a little emotional. You got a little rivalry there though, so sometimes mm-hmm. that leaks into it. Colorado. Colorado can put pucks in the net. That's another team that has a pretty success. And again, they're leaky too. I think their their penalty kill isn't very good. So right, it just depends on the team uh, in general. Um, uh, in the in the Central Division, Grand Rapids that that's the only team that I've had a good enough chance to see in the Central Division. Right. Again, not a team that keeps pucks out. So they're they're another team you can expect a lot of offense and a lot of goals, but. Against the rain, you definitely see teams that try to slow them down. Stockton and Abbotsford have done a decent job of that. Um, but I would ask a similar question to you because I got the impression watching that Amherst game and just seeing some of them on the periphery just living around here, man, they're an exciting team. And just I get the sense that maybe that's a lot of the Eastern Conference. I think Utica is a really good team as well. You know, it's so strange because, like, Rochester is a, a is a offensive buzzsaw. They, they really are. I mean, they've got – Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, when Peyton Krebs was here, he was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Ethan Prowl has been pretty dominant on the blue line, right? Uh, I think the Comets overall are fourth or fifth in the league in offense. and But they're kind of like, a as, as good as they are in offense, it's almost kind of a sneaky good, right? Because you don't think of the Comets offense in the same line as like the uh, the, the Rain or Rochester, which, you know, is kind of more of a, the the pinball high scoring kind of things, right? I think that the yeah. comments with the thing with the comments is they're consistent, right? So 
you know you're going to get three goals, at least, from the Comets. Most nights more than that. few nights, obviously, you're going to get less. That's what happens. It's hockey. Uh, but I, I kind of just tend to believe that overall the Eastern Conference is kind of like the more of the old school grind them down uh, tight checking where, and again, I mean, other, I mean, obviously I've watched a few rain games because I had the AHL TV and how could I not be in it? You know, sure. just, if they're on and I thought, Hey, I'm going to watch some rain. Right. Um, but then I say that, and you look at a team like Stockton that has yep. one of the most dominant goaltenders in the league and Dustin Wolf, again, a name that nobody here has heard about, but he's like 31, six and four, I think something like that. And it's, so it's really, it's, it's hard to make the generalization, but you, you would almost think that just from looking at the top 20 scorers alone. That's so that's, and I think you summed it up right there where it's really tough to make that generalization. At least it seems this season, because the way you were describing Utica, kind of that, that really consistent, you know what you're going to get and they're going to get you three to four. And they're not going to give up a ton. It sounds like Stockton, you know, Stockton's a really, really tough team to play against. Um, you mentioned Wolf and that who's been he's probably one of the better goalies in the entire HL as a, as a, he's a young kid. I believe he's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they got Jacob Pelletier has been a really impressive kid. That's um, right. Adam, Adam Ruzitska, when he's, it depends whether he, I believe he was just called up and he played, I think last night against, uh, against the Kings. So he did, you know, he's, he's another, yeah. So he's <laughs> another one. Like they're, they're a deep team. They're not a team that's going to outscore you. Like when I was watching that Rochester game, I was like, if they play the rain, neither team gets saves. Uh, right. 6K over there. Uko Pekalo, you know, Pekalokinen. Uka you know, I love saying I that name. I could just. I want to like him. He's all over the crease. I mean, right. If they played Ontario, it would be a six-five game every game. But if they played like a Stockton, they could have their work cut out for him. Right. And Stockton will make him pain. It sounds like Utica is a much more balanced attack, similar to a Stockton. Right, and you know, it, it's the game that that Kevin Deneen brings, and you'll know Kevin Deneen from being the, the head coach of the San Diego Gulls last season. It's that same. I'm going to roll four lines. I'm going to tight check you. We are going to take advantage of our opportunities and this is what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, and the thing is, and the thing with, with what, what helped Stockton counter um, Ontario, especially earlier in the season where Ontario's power play is among the best in the league. So is Stockton's, but Stockton's penalty kill is outstanding. They're almost at 90% on the kill. Yeah. So they're really, really, and again, Wolf, I'm sure has a lot to do with that, but that's it. They're really, really a structured team, a balanced team and a disciplined team. So they're, it'd be hard pressed right now to say they're not the, maybe heavy favorites is too strong, but it's tough to see them not coming out of the Pacific right now. Yeah. And well, you know what they say, your goaltender is your best penalty killer. Yeah, and, and the rain has not had great goal. I mean, like I said, Matty Valalta, we had on the show, and we had a chance to talk to him and about his development and where he's kind of come and his story. And he's had stretches this year where he's been awesome, but he goes in, in lulls where it's rough. And if he hits that at the wrong point, you know, it's a problem. And they've had Garrett Sparks as a backup, but he's been hurt for a while. So, you know, there's not a lot of stability behind Spar- uh, behind Valalta. So, that's where the rain could find themselves in some trouble in that Pacific division playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's well, I, you know what? I mean, really the way you've described it, Ontario is Rochester West. Yeah. Can put up a ton of goals. and just can't keep them out. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
So it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> so let's see. I think it's Colorado in third place, right? Yes. So then it's Bakersfield, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, that would be the Oilers AHL yep. affiliate. Um, and then the Abbotsford Canucks, which fans from around here are familiar with them because they were right. basically That's the former right. Utica Comets. So what have you seen out of that team? That I tell you, it is amazing. I think I mentioned before, too, like every game, it seems with the rain, they are tight. They are one-goal games. They're always going to overtime. They're going to a shootout. Their first win, it was either overtime or a shootout. Their first win as a team, as Abbotsford, was really early in the season. They beat the rain. Um, again, I can't remember if it was overtime or a shootout, but, again, it was another one-goal game. They're, again, that's they, another team that plays a, a little bit more of that tight-checking type of style. Um and they, they do a pretty good job of sticking and keeping games close with the rain where a lot of teams haven't been able to. And this is even when the rain were operating at full strength. Those games against Abbotsford were, were real tough. They were, they, were, they were brutal games to play, for sure. It was, they were rough. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the way it's always been, I mean, for, for that team. So, yeah, I mean, they don't score a ton. They don't give up a ton. They're kind of, you know, they're a middle of the pack type of team across the board, really. But they they work very hard, and their structure is is, is sound. And and again, when you're able to keep a team like the Rain in check when they were at their peak roster, which Abbotsford did a pretty good job of. So yeah, yeah and, that'll be a tough one. And that could be depending on how things shake out. I think they're going to finish. They should finish in that five spot or four or five spots. So the Rain will miss them. Um, it looks like anyways. But it looks like they have pretty solid goaltending. I was looking at some of their stats. I mean, Mikey DiPietro, who was here last season, and then uh, Spencer Martin, I think that is their their other goaltender, who's having a heck of a season himself. And honestly, that's kind of the way it was in Utica, too. I mean, they they always had solid, mostly they had solid goaltending. I mean, you had Jacob Marchman come through here, who led him to the 15 Calder Cup final. Thatcher Demko was fantastic when he was here. yeah. You know, so, I mean, you look at those two, what they're doing in the NHL now. So, yeah, and and honestly, correct me if I'm wrong, but could Abbotsford be one of those teams that kind of sneaks up on somebody and especially in a short series? No question. And, you know, what what they do, what they do really well, man, Sheldon Sheldon Dries, and I apologize if it's Dries or Dries, I believe it's Dries. um, He kills Ontario, kills Ontario. Ontario. So he's, he's a really dangerous player. I think he's one of the uh, more higher scoring. Yeah. Uh, he's at eight, yeah, 18 power play goals. I was going to say he's one of the more, he's very dangerous on the power play. They've got some offense. Um, Phil Giuseppe, he's burned Ontario a few times this season too. Um, they're, they can be a pretty opportunistic team. Uh, former rain uh, organization, Kings organization, Sheldon Rempel's another one that sticks around. Um, Justin Bailey has had his moments, but that's yeah, no question. That team is absolutely one that could do a little bit of damage. And it was, what's funny, you mentioned the goaltending. The, a guy that the the rain saw a few times was a guy that's he's only played it looks like ten games. Arter Seelovs. I'm telling you though, man, he battles in that. I don't know where he came from. I don't know much about him, but you know because you mentioned Mikey DiPietro's there and in, in, in the line right, share right. and Martin are there. They're split most of the time, but it must have been early in the season when maybe there was some injury situation. <laughs> Arter Seelovs came in, man, and there was a couple of games where he almost stole them. I mean, it, so they got a little bit of depth there, too, if they need it. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because it almost sounds like Ontario just imitates L.A. in that way because the Kings have this way of making the backup goaltender for the other team look like a Vesna winners. It, it always is like, ah, oh, they played their was, best game of their career against the Kings. <laughs> and I think it was that he was – I'm pretty sure he's the one that backstopped 
Abbotsford's first career win. It, he made like 35 saves. It was either an overtime or a shootout. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> I think I think he's played probably a third of his games against Ontario, which is kind of bizarre. But yeah, it's wow, it's crazy. But yeah, no, no they're a sneaky team, sneaky team. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, one through five have already clinched the playoff spot, as far as right. I know, right? So yep. obviously, Stockton, Ontario, Colorado, Bakersfield, Abbotsford, or Abbotsford. Sorry. So let me see. I'm doing all this by memory, so bear with me. I believe sixth place is San Diego, San Diego yeah. Gulls, and then seventh is the Hendersonville Knights or Silver Knights. Silver, sorry, Silver Knights. You got it. So no, you're right. So the Gulls are, of course, the Ducks farm team, yep. and the Silver Knights are naturally the Golden Knights farm team. Right. So right. are those? Are they pretty much going to be the sixth and seventh seeds, or do Tucson yeah. and San Jose have a chance? No, nah, there's just not enough games left. It would it would take a really hot hot stretch from Tucson, so I, I don't see that happening. Well, they are in a desert. <laughs> well played, <laughs> well played. I think it's going to be Henderson or or San Diego, and the Rain have done very well against both of those teams. That's so that's you know that's who Ontario is going to be matching up with one of those teams. But again, like sneaky teams, you know, San Diego. Um, Jacob Perot's had a good season. Alex Limoge seems to – him and Hunter Drew bury the Ontario reign for whatever reason. Um, they seem to score a ton of goals. And Ali Erickson Eck, the only shutout the reign have had this season has come at the hands of Ali Erickson Eck and goal of San Diego. So you know that's not going to be an easy game whenever a, a Ducks-Kings right. type of uh, uh, system gets together. So And same thing with Henderson with the Silver Knights. Um, that would be, a, again, another tough matchup for – for uh for ontario pavel dorofayev a young young player he's been really good um so it's it's logan and well you know what 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 could help ontario there's logan thompson he's been up in vegas and if he stays up there that's going to be a kicker hopefully he does yeah right (laughs) for ontario (laughs) yeah i think obviously that all depends on on how quickly robin leonard gets back uh he just played did i think he just played the other day oh did they okay so there you go that just shows you what Way yeah. to pay attention to that one, Scott. He, yeah. he just got back. Yeah, because I, I kind of caught me off guard. I thought he was going to be out even longer. Yeah, the way they were talking, I, I thought he was at least two weeks away. So did I. But isn't, he, that, he, isn't that amazing how that works in hockey, though? There's such BS artists sometimes. You know, oh, yeah, we don't know when he, this guy's coming. You know, we're, we're still working through a few things. Five minutes later, he's on the ice. Oh, guess he worked well, pretty fast, huh? Well, over where, where you guys are um, with, in New Jersey, it seems very hush-hush on Jack Hughes right now. After he, he got hurt the other day, so I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen any update there. but You know, I, I, I don't know. Nobody's obviously heard anything. But if it's got any kind of severity at all, they might as well just shut him down for the season. They're not making the playoffs. So yeah. why push him back? And I'm very curious to see who's going to get the call from the comments because you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Right, they're yes, going to want to see a couple guys. Yeah, because so they're number one. So I guess the the good thing for Utica is New Jersey's not going to the playoffs. Like for the Kings in the rain, the rain. Right. You know, the Kings sent down paper transaction Byfield, Velarde, uh, Spence, and I believe it was Kapari. Right. So if when you know whenever the Kings season ends, they are eligible to come back down. But if the Kings are in the playoffs, they no. may not be going anywhere. No. So. That's a tough spot where at least with Utica, those guys will be able to come back and, and play playoffs. But still, um, it's, right. it's life in the AHL. You know, it is. Know. It is. It's, it's insane. I mean, it's a, because the, the Devils only papered down Nico Dawes, the goaltender. 
That was it. And, uh, well, Tice Thompson came back because he was injured while he was playing in the NHL. So I guess there's there's a way that you don't have to paper them down by the trade deadline if they were on injured reserve and the injury happened in the NHL, and they okay. but they have eligibility for the AHL, they can just be sent back. And Tice Thompson's been just a madman since he came back. He's just lighting it up, so... You know, good news there. But, uh, but yeah, and that's the other thing about the AHL is it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamics on some of these teams change because some teams are not getting their stars back, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. Say, and even over here in the East, take like a, a Toronto Marlies, for instance. They're not getting anybody back because obviously Toronto, the Maple Leafs yep. are going to be gearing up for a run. Yep. The Laval Rocket are going to be getting some guys back. They're in right. second place in the North. That's going to make things interesting. Absolutely. Rochester, the Americans, they'll get some guys back. Absolutely. That'll help shore it up a little bit. So some pretty big time guys too. Exactly. You know, the Syracuse Crunch aren't getting anybody back from Tampa. That's not happening. Right. So it's it's gonna make things interesting. And that's kind of why it's always you always have to pay attention to that AHL wire like a hawk. Because if you don't, you know, it's it, well, anything can sneak through. And I think what's really helped Stockton in the Pacific Division is the Calgary Flames have been a really, really healthy team this season. So they haven't had to go and grab anybody from Stockton from the AHL team like a lot of these other teams. So maybe Stockton hasn't had to deal with that roster shakeup to where they have that lull of the season where they got a bunch of guys gone and up in Calgary. So by Calgary being very healthy, it's allowed Stockton to kind of really keep their team intact for most of the season, sure. which I think they really benefited them. But there and again, you never know what could happen in the next couple of weeks. They may lose some guys. But Joe, I gotta I gotta tell you something. So I have turned my wife into a hockey monster, <laughs> right? A complete hockey monster. <laughs> She's gonna be just as bad as me someday. She just uh left a, a comment here. Uh she said uh, Jack Hughes is out for the season. Devils just updated it fifteen minutes ago. Thank well, you, dear. That is awesome. Are you are you gonna let her see you eating cookies? You know what? Now, now that you mentioned that, now I'm going to have to bring some home. So I hope you made extras. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> uh, well, that's hey, that's a that's a crucial update. Um, that it kills is. my fantasy team. I do have Jack Hughes in my semifinals season, so that's not. Ow. Ideal, but, Ouch! Um, hey, what a what a player he's been. It's a that's a fun. Hey, the Devils are a fun looking team over there. They, they are. They, they are, and they're they're only going to get better. Yeah, it's, when they've got a team like the Utica that's playing as well as they are too, with some some interesting players down there, that's that's a good looking team. Yeah, I would I would venture to guess that Zetterlin's going to get a look up in New Jersey before the end of the season. That would be. Um, yeah. They're probably going to bring Holtz up, uh, Alexander Holtz, who's just you know we talked about it on the last show too. It's it's incredible watching him over the course of the season here in Utica, just his development alone. I mean, it's, was it, I'm sorry, was this his rookie this, season or is he been? So he was drafted in 2020, and okay. he got like a, a cup of tea with Binghamton last year or something, you know, when they were the Binghamton Devils. But this yeah. is his first yeah. full season. Okay. And then just watching him develop has just been amazing. You know, he's gotten so much better in the defensive end of things. Yeah. Uh, and that shot is just something to behold. It's really cool to see how some of these kids develop and grow. That's the one thing watching Ontario is kind of as closely as I have is – is you see these these kids, especially these ones that come from from overseas. Helge Grands is a perfect example from the Kings organization. Right, he he looked like a very he's nineteen years old, very raw, and he the way his growth from where at the start of the season to where he is today. You know, Jordan Spence is another one. 
he's playing in the NHL right now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, it is really cool to see uh, the development of some of these kids uh, and how some of them can kind of take off and go others. They take a little bit longer, but it's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. And you know what the shocking part about all that is, is a lot of these players lost a lot of time because of COVID in their development. Yeah. yeah. That's the no amazing question. part. It, it really yeah. is. Oh, it is difficult. You know, it's, it's weird. Like you look at some kids and I don't know if Utica had any of these guys last year, but, um, you know, you look at say Quentin Byfield in 2020, like mm-hmm. he normally wouldn't have been in Ontario. He wouldn't have gotten that time right. back in, in Sudbury. Right. So, you know, you don't know how that affects certain guys. You know, I think some guys that maybe it helped some guys that maybe didn't, but you know, you, I guess it allowed a kid like him in that situation sure. to be up and play pro hockey for a little bit. Um, so it's 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 kind of funky how that worked out this past you know couple of years. What's your opinion on that? Should they amend the rules permanently so that? Because uh, to me, that, that that's always kind of seemed ridiculous. That just because a kid's eighteen years old, he can't play in the AHL. And I, I get you know they're trying to protect the Canadian Hockey League, the juniors. Right. But at some point, what good is are you doing this kid well, by yeah, putting him in a, in a league that he's clearly outgrown? Clearly, yeah. you're not doing anything for him. Yeah, I mean, it's like you taking have, it's like being in high school, putting a varsity pitcher down in little league. Yeah, no, it's, it's really it's 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 to the detriment of the player. I mean, sure. because they're they're they've clearly outgrown the league, but you know maybe they're just not quite ready for the NHL, which is a massive step. But the AHL would be a perfect place for them to to you know to to do that. And didn't if I'm not mistaken, Austin Matthews he went over to Europe. Exactly. Exactly. Back with this. So, you know, he's playing pro hockey over there um, to help his development. And I, you know, I think that's an interesting route to take. Um, but yeah, I hate it. I've always hated it. It's, it's frustrating because, you know, when you're, especially when you're the fan of like that NHL team and you, you know, you have that big prospect, he gets his eight, nine games and you're, you sit there and you wonder what they're going to do. And they send them back to junior and you're like, well, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get a chance to watch him much. Uh, right. So it kind of sucks. Well, because the Kings are going to be in the same boat next year with Brant Clark. Yep. Who's, by yep. the way, his brother plays here in Utica, Graham Clark. Really? Yep. Oh, how about yeah, that? Yeah, he's awesome. That. Yeah. I did not know that. That's yep. pretty cool. That's his older brother. But yeah. yeah. No, but you're right, though. Exactly. He, he's a guy who's ripping up the league now as we speak, and we're going to – if he if he isn't quite NHL ready, you got to send him back? Yeah. Boy. And so either you force him into an NHL position, which in turn is going to kick boot somebody else out and lose a job for somebody else. Right. And that has a trickle down or you send him back to junior, which he's what, what left is he going to have to prove there? I don't, it's a, it's a crappy situation that I think we've all, I, I, is there a good argument for it? I mean, is there people that are on board with it that like, (laughs) I'm I'm sure the club owners in the Canadian hockey league are all about that rule, but And that's not to say anything disparaging about him, but it's just, it, you know, you're at a point with some of these players. Quentin Byfield, I think, was the one that really started that. Yeah. That, you know, okay, I understand the rule for the AHL, but listen, he's outgrown this league. There's just nothing more you can do for this kid, you know? Yep. So it'll be interesting to see. I thought that they were working on something like that where it was going to be. I hope so. They had some kind of an agreement in place where it was going to be like one or two players per team can do it or something, something screwy. Because I guess in fairness, it probably is. It probably is the minority of players that are in that spot. It's sure. your, it's your top end prospects, right? But 
doesn't that make it maybe a little bit easier to make those certain exceptions to have that one guy per team be able to do something like that? Because, yeah, I mean, if it is rare, but still, that's still a, a player that that is, if anything, it's that much more important to that team's right. <laughs> development and in, in, in history or, uh, or future, I should say. Right. So, yeah, hopefully something gets worked out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can actually kind of see it from like a, an AHL veteran's point of view too. So if they allow that, then that's, okay. you know, a little True, bit less job security. I, I, you know, yeah. so there's there's a lot of factors involved with it. Yeah. Fair. But Fair. I still think that even with that, I think regardless, at the end of the day, you got to look at a player's development and say, okay, listen, you got to move up. You you got to. You know, you're never going to get. I'm not going to say never, but this season, you're not going to get better playing at this level. Right. You need to be against better competition. Period. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just so. Adds an answer. So you said that uh, Tucson and San Jose, forget about it. But I do want to wish uh, San Jose coach Roy Summer a very happy birthday. He's 65 today. There we go. So there's there's the, there's the a positive form for the season. Okay. Your coach is it's his birthday go. today. How so, about that? So good for him. I think he's the uh, winningest coach in AHL history, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. I, that wouldn't that that'd be wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. So... And I know you said you haven't seen a lot out of the Central Division, but I'll tell you something. I watched a uh, Chicago Wolves and Milwaukee Admirals game the other night, and that Chicago Wolves team looks very tough. Very. Uh, I was. <laughs> I think they have uh, two of the three top scorers in the league. They have uh, their goaltending's like in the top five. Uh, they're pretty stacked. They're a Carolina's farm club, and like the Kings, Carolina has an extremely well-rated uh, farm system. So yep. Yep. that's going to be, I, I think obviously they're going to be the team to beat out of the, the central division. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. By the way, the central has the same playoff setup that the North does. So okay. top five teams are in top three, get the buy four or five battled out. And talk about a boy. Oh boy. They, that's not even close. How, how yeah. far ahead they are. Although similar to Utica and Laval though, there's, there's a big point discrepancy there also. So, yeah. So would you say as a you're sitting here, you know, Utica comments are getting set to enter the playoffs. Are you is the expectation this team should or can get to the final? Like is this, so, this a year for Utica to make a deep run? If the comments play to their full potential, yes. Absolutely. I, I do believe that. Um again, short series always scare me. Yep. Always. And especially when you're getting in against like division rivals. Naturally, I mean, especially when you take the Comets have played, well, by the time the regular season's over, they'll face the Crunch 14 times. They'll play the Rochester American 10 times, right? I mean, so once you get teams that are that familiar with each other, I'm not sure I want those teams in the first round anyways, (laughs) right? Because it's just way too familiar. And and, and again, the Comets should, should just get through, obviously. But like I said, there's always that that scary kind of short series, ooh, one bad bounce, you know. But on paper and in my my hockey mind, yes, the Comets should do it. Um, they got a few players that um, they're slumping right now, but once they snap out of it, it it's going to be lookout. So, um, you know, how would you say that that division stacks up with the Atlantic and the East? I think overall that the North division is a little bit better. Okay. Um, Springfield is obviously a very tough team over in the Atlantic. Providence is going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough out. 
They're a very big team. They have great goaltending. Former Ontario Raid LA King Troy Grosnick is in Providence. And he's lighting the league up. So, (laughs) excuse me. So, but I think on on an overall comparison, I think that the the North just has that slight edge over them. Because, again, take a team like Rochester, right, that can pour goals into the net. If they can, for one series, figure out how to keep the puck out, they're going to be a tough out. They're, they're, that's just the facts. They are. Yep. Yep. So, again, I, I think, obviously, yep. the Comets should be able to get through that division. There we go. We're back. <laughs> what happened? We went to the Twilight Zone for a second. <laughs> but, no, I like I said, I think. I didn't lose you. That's good because I was sitting here watching the, the, the screen went blank, and then I saw two little circles. I go, uh-oh. <laughs> And the technical the technical difficulty monster hit. Okay. No, just keep going. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the the comets should get out of that should get out of that conference. They should. So, we will see what happens. But I want to know if it's not the ring, who's coming out of the Western Conference? I, I'd be so. I mean, so in fairness, I, I haven't seen much of of Chicago because, to your point, they look really really good uh, on paper. From what I've seen, boy, Stockton's tough. They are tough. They're tough to break down. They're really good special teams. Their penalty kills outstanding. They don't get outscored. They've got one of the best goalies in the league. They're a balanced offense. They, they Stockton looks tough. Yeah, yeah, they they do. It's going to be fun. It, it really is. I tell you, that's. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, if you if you have AHL TV, watch some of these Western Conference oh, yeah, games because yeah. you're you're missing it. I'm telling you, you are missing out. And I'm telling you, I got to say, if you have an opportunity, hey, these games are late. I'm staying up till the 10 o'clock start time, so it's not a whole lot of fun sometimes. But you get, you find yourself an early game, and you get a chance to watch TJ Tynan. I'm telling you, he is worth the price of whatever AHL TV costs for. He's gonna I guarantee he's gonna get points that night. He's gonna be he's gonna dominate the play. You look at the top of the stand and the the points right now. He's one of the leaders. He's again, he's close to breaking an assist record in the AHL. Uh, or at least he's in the conversation. So a, a really, really fun player to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Man. And you know what's you know what the nice thing is? Even though they're late games, you have, on AHL TV you have the on demand games. So there exactly. you go. It's perfect. Exactly. It's perfect. Uh, all right. So we're gonna do a quick commercial break. Um, we're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap things up. We wanna stick around for the wrap up? Uh, Love to. All right. So like we always do, we're gonna go to commercial break. Okay. But before we go to commercial break, we're going to do breakaway trivia. Now, this is this is always the fun part. Dave always answers Wayne Gretzky. I can tell you the answer is Wayne Gretzky this no, week. No, I, I might say somebody other than that, Messier or somebody. I don't know. I mean, I have like four or five names in my bucket. Okay. Well, all right. Well, before we get to breakaway trivia, why don't we um, get a little quick message from our friends at the Balls Army? I don't know if you've heard of these guys, Joe. They're awesome. All right. So first of all, Josh Amodio has priceless inspections. You need your house inspected. This is the guy to call. You can call him at 315-525-8725 for all your home inspection needs. And of course, the ringleader of the Balls Army, Mr. Scott Schuster has epic DJ service. And there it is right there. You can call them at 315-219-3568 for all your DJ needs. And if you've ever heard him at the Adirondack Bank Center, you will know having him as a DJ is a fantastic time. All right. So let's get to that breakaway trivia question. Now, everybody knows 
that the Calder Cup is awarded to the AHL champion each season. What I want to know is who, what team, has won the most Calder Cups. And we're going to do a quick commercial break, and the answer will be when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. Oh, man, I just had one of those cookies, and <laughs> Deb is like the cookie queen. That was awesome. <laughs> God. You should have seen me. I was like just, I was trying to eat so fast. I look like a chipmunk just kind of shoveling into my mouth. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyways, that, that breakaway trivia. So, I'll ask you guys one more time. Who's won the most Calder Cups? Dave, do you have a guess? I need I, a team, I, not a player. No, no, I was thinking it through. No, I don't, actually. Done? Nobody? Okay. I'll let you go on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if a gun were here, I'd throw a name out. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Uh, there was a part of me that that almost thought that maybe it's a team. It's like a trick question. It's a team that's not around anymore, like the Albany mm-hmm. River Rats or something like that. But, I, boy, I don't have a great one, but I'll throw the Syracuse Crunch out. It's a good guess. You know, I actually was, you know, before, obviously, I know what the answer is. I was almost thinking along the lines of the Providence Reds, who were a dominant Ooh. AHL team back in the day. But it's not. It's the Hershey Bears. Okay. They've won 11 of them. Wow. And how, how, was Syracuse close at all? Uh, <laughs> no, they weren't. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> who? No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> probably haven't even won one. <laughs> I think Rochester is second on that list, actually. I was going to say, Rochester's probably, but they haven't won since the Tortorella year in 96. Yeah, but I mean, they've I mean, they've been around forever. They've been around, yeah, and they had a lot of good years. That's true. So, but yeah, the Hershey Bears. So, okay. there yeah, go. there you go. So anyways, uh, coming back to our, our Eastern Conference here, in the, uh, and specifically our Utica Comets, uh, the Comets schedule this week is home tomorrow night against the Belleville Senators, uh, Friday night at Belleville. And then Saturday afternoon at the Laval Rocket. So the magic number for them to clinch a playoff spot is five, and to clinch the division is nine. So if all goes well, by the end of this week, they could have the playoff spot clinched, and then knock on wood, whatever it is. It's all plastic. Okay, pretend it's wood. Deal deal with it. Just pretend it's wood. (laughs) Hopefully have the division clinched by the end of next week. So we're hoping, we're we're. You know, want to get that uh, the monkey off our back, so to speak, as far as that goes. But um, AJ Greer was also named Player of the Week for the AHL last week. Uh, I'm going to tell you, man, it was fun watching him come back because him and Kevin Ball had just come back from New Jersey last Monday, 
And the Comets had a brutal stretch. They were they had like five games in seven nights because there was two makeup games from when some of that were postponed when the the whole COVID thing was going on. So, I mean, they did they got points in in three of those five games, which you can't complain about. I mean, that's you know, it is what it is. But AJ Greer was just incredible. He in, in four games he had like four goals, six assists, um, and. Ooh, excuse me. He's one of the that cookie. <laughs> that goes, cookie coffee. It did. It really did. No talking up. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> but uh, but no, he was. He's absolutely incredible. And I'll tell you, AJ Greer is a fun player to watch, and uh, he's a former Colorado Eagle. There we go. So, oh yeah, I bet you they miss him. <laughs> like, how soon was it? Because TJ Tynan from for Ontario was also the Colorado Eagle last season. Yeah, he was uh, two seasons ago, or it was the last yeah, season. He was an that. Eagle. Because he was also uh, Mark Alt, who was just acquired by the the Rochester Americans, was also on that team. So yes, he was. they had a pretty he good team. Yeah, yeah, they did. So you know that's uh, hey, I mean that's you know all good on them. But again, like I said, uh, the way things are, are are rolling here, we're we're running out of home games. Sadly enough for us Comets fans, because I got the season tickets. Uh, so we're just want to get that playoff spot clinched so we can get start getting our playoff seats on sale and just get that out of the way as well. So. But it's you know what's gonna be nice is being able to drive into the parking lot with just a t-shirt on, because I'm gonna tell you something. I am so tired of freezing going out of the parking lot, going across the street. Because I don't know if you've been to the Adirondack Bank Center lately, but with that parking lot out back, that wind just comes crashing across that parking lot. And hey, I, I'm telling you, I and you, I don't have to tell you. You know, you live there. I when I was at Morrisville. <laughs> through those hills. Yes. Now, you know what, don't, you don't believe it because of what's there right now. I had hair down to my shoulders. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, after the game, and this is a true story. He'd have no game, hair. Yeah. <laughs> after the games, you know, your, your hair is still a little wet from the shower. It, you'd, I, by the time I would make it from, I'd walk out and then get to my car. It was click, click. I could hear ice. It was like icicles. <laughs> That's how cold and windy it was in central New York. There's no doubt about it. It is windy like crazy. Oh, man. That's so true. My uh, my, my son went to Morrisville. So, oh, yeah, I know. Like, I know. Was it recent? Yeah, he was just a few years ago. He graduated. Um, never played hockey. He played football, but he didn't play hockey. He's uh, Yeah, because I coached one of the guys. A couple of guys I coached with actually uh, from Hilton actually played at Morrisville just, just, just recently. So, it's. Yeah, cool. I'll tell you that's that is such a beautiful rink they have there though. Yeah, that iceplex, I love it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of memories there. Did you know they shut the second rink down? I did not know that. Yep, yep, it's all shut down. How come? So they're turning it into a, another basketball court in some kind of student center or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but they they kept the the main rink open, which sure, sure. you know, interesting. Yeah, it's like the it's like the this best kept secret in Central New York because if you want to get some ice time, go like a skate and shoot or something like that. That's the place to go because it's well, listen, like, and the ice is pretty good. Yo, know, it's that, awesome. That's that is really good ice. I mean, so I was, I, yeah, I didn't know about that. The second, yep. uh, the second cheat, no, didn't know that. Yep, it's too bad, but uh, it's still still a beautiful complex and yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, uh, just one last note to wrap up on uh, the Southern Professional Hockey League. I don't know if you ever heard of the SBHL, but they wrap up their regular season this weekend. And then, the, of course, the playoffs follow that. Uh, friend of the show, Roy Chambers, his uh, Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs are in the playoffs. They clinched. 
Uh, he was on a few weeks ago, man. He is so much fun. As a matter of fact, I, he said he's going to come back on to keep us updated on the playoffs. And uh, as well as the Pensacola Ice Flyers, who another friend of the show, Vice President of the Comets, Adam Pollock, played for. So, like I said, Roy will be coming back on. I don't know if it's going to be this or this coming week or the week after, or whenever we can get him in. Uh, but it's going to be fun. And uh, one of these days, Joe, I'm telling you, I'm going to get down south to go to one of those games because yeah, <laughs> I, I'm in their Facebook groups, the fan pages there. Oh, yeah. man. Awesome. Awesome. In, intense. Awesome. It's great. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, finishing up, uh, you guys do once a week, right, for Making It Rain? Yes. Yeah, right now we are we record once a week. It's generally um, – we'll generally do it probably about 9 or 9.30, give or take, um, Eastern time. We usually do it live like this, so we have uh, you know folks come in and ask some questions. Um, and, yeah, we talk all things rain. Occasionally, again, we had um, uh, Sean O'Brien on to kind of talk about some statistical stuff, just like Jacob Stoller we had, had on, so – you know, it's uh, we'll see what happens as we get into the playoffs and and go from there. And hey, who knows? We get a we get a rain and and Utica matchup in the Calder Cup final. Oh man, we'll have to do a mashup. You know, that would sort of be like a rematch from fifteen, and the Manchester Monarchs, That's right? That's Kings right, Farm yeah. Club made it against the Comets. So, right? Oh man, that would be that would be incredible. <laughs> you can only hope, right? <laughs> hey, I got I got a couple of chances, right? If, if yeah, I, there you go. It, there's. You know, Syracuse is still in this hunt, right? Somewhere, right? Are they? They're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're. I think they're Syracuse. actually third now. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse, Rochester, Utica. That's the, that's my neck of the woods. So there you go. There it is. <laughs> uh, so making it rain is that on its own on YouTube or is that under Hockey Royalty? It's and, under Hockey Royalty. Yep, okay, yep. and the same thing for yep. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yep. It'll all be under the Hockey Royalty, uh, the Hockey Royalty family. Yep. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yep. We got some merchandise. I'm wearing the shirt here uh, on hockey royalty. So uh, as you know, Scott, a lot of guys joined the, uh, joined the team there. We got a bunch of articles that just get pumped out, you know, day after day about uh, a variety of things, whether it's the Kings yeah. or line combos or whatever it is. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that's, that's coming out. So a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. We do the, uh, the, the weekly Pacific division power rankings. Yep. Lots of fun stuff, lots of interesting stuff on there. So if you're uh, looking to to get outside the uh, the normal uh, field of vision that you have for hockey, go check out HockeyRoyalty.com. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, check out the guys on the Making It Rain podcast. And while you're subscribed to that, check out Hockey Royalty because I'm usually on that one too. So if you're, if you're not sick of hearing my voice by now, you will be sick of it by the time you hear that. So <laughs> Dave going, yep, for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not making you any more cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. But anyways, Joe, thanks a million for coming on. We really appreciate it, man. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, hey, man, this I really appreciate you having me. It's been a blast. I mean, I'm sorry I missed the cookies, but it's been a lot of fun. Anytime, anytime. Well, I'll tell you what. Someday we'll, I'll get your mailing address, and I'll, I'll have uh, – we'll see if Double make you some, and we'll send them out to you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, folks, that's all we got for this week. Again, thanks to Joe Paterino for coming on the show and checking us out. Uh, you can always check out martyslegalstick.com for our daily articles about the comments, Central New York hockey, and of course, every episode of Marty's Legal Stick that's ever been. You can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, I think there's an Instagram page, and of course, please subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. All right, so that's all we got. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast.